welcome back to the Mission Great Commission podcast. Uh, we've had some fun putting these last few episodes together. I welcome back my friend Brandon Bishop. Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful, you say? Yes, absolutely. At the time of this recording, your wife is how many weeks pregnant? She is 33 weeks pregnant. Oh, boy. Yep, we're nearing the end of this pregnancy cycle. We've actually been uh, battling her blood pressure a lot here lately. They put her on bed rest. But okay, so she's kind of chilling in the bed, or she should be chilling. She should be. I think what her definition of bed rest is that bed is resting just fine. Okay, okay. We'll be praying for her and her blood pressure, and as the last few weeks of the pregnancy uh, filter out, who knows, at the time that we post this episode... I'll, I'll have a little one running around. Well, not running around, <laughs> crying around in lots of sleepless nights. I was going to say, it's going to be a few weeks before uh, the twins are running around. But Twin, twins. Is it just one? Just one. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you pass out and lie on the floor there for a second? Today um, on the podcast, I welcome someone who really needs a long introduction. You know how the phrase, you, someone needs no introduction? Yes. He needs a big one. All right. Um, so I'm going to take a nap while you introduce him. Take a nap. No, this guy is a friend of mine fr- way back from 1997, and specifically mid-August 1997. That date specifically. That date this specifically. That important. He is a worship pastor in the in London um, and he is on the telephone from London, but it's London, Kentucky. We welcome Zach Rice. Zach, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Not across. Not across the pond. <laughs> not across the pond. Do you get that a lot? Do people think it's funny to joke about uh, London, Kentucky, and across the pond, London? Yeah, usually uh, people in the western part, like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm hanging up but, on uh, you now. <laughs> End yeah. of conversation. <laughs> now, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, well, you be here today. You've been wanting and begging to be on the podcast for oh, yeah. for a long time, and you know me. <laughs> <laughs> it signed up way in advance. <laughs> He's like, "Do I really have to do this?" Uh, oh, yeah. But Zach and I go back um, quite a, quite a ways now. Let's see, ninety seven. You know, over twenty years now, twenty two years that we've known each other. That just means we're getting old. So uh, basically, what I'm getting is we need a story about Dennis from Zach. <laughs> okay, Zach, what was your first impressions of me? Uh, maybe share a little bit about where we met, what the story was, and then what was your first impression of me? Well, we uh, we met at Kentucky Westland College. Uh, you being from Ohio County, I, from Hancock County, we just went to Owensboro for school, and um, that was where I spent my first year at. And I, I met you uh, from a distance. Uh, I, my first year was an interesting year of college, just uh, learning what it meant to go to school and all the things. But I remember mm-hmm. Dr. Onell's class, and that's right, just being overwhelmed by music theory. But uh, <laughs> Dennis is one of those guys, man. He's had it. He just, you know, he's just ready to roll with all that stuff. Uh, so, but a uh, good dude. We sang in the what was it called? There, the singers. Yeah, the uh, Kentucky Wesleyan singers. Yep. What do you mean so, you forgot? Got, <laughs> well, it's been a little while. Uh, I didn't graduate from there. So, That's true. That's but, uh, true. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. It's an awkward moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I uh, 
I remember you. I hope I was encouraging to you at times um, because I saw the frustration on your your face a lot because we had 8 a.m. classes. Oh, yeah. Monday through Friday. This was not just like Mm -hmm. a Tuesday, Thursday, you're at 8, then you get the... No, this was every morning, third floor of the main building, and you're talking music theory and... You mean you guys didn't wake up ready to go immediately? I did. Happy-go-lucky all the time. I did. Oh. (laughs) Zach? I I was probably speeding down Highway 16. (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. Probably so. (laughs) But uh, I'm I'm so thankful that we've been able to keep in touch and network in ministry over the years. And God put us there for a purpose, and we have several mutual Mm -hmm. friends as well yep. with people like Todd Young and Tim Harvey and mm. things like that and uh, and people like that. So thankful for you being on the podcast. Another, um, it's interesting that we're doing this format of a discussion that we're, we're posting and sharing about because Zach uh, was someone who faithfully co-labored with me through a website called Church Music Today for several years. He was paid... Uh, to do that, uh, I asked him to volunteer. I asked him to volunteer, and he would not uh, volunteer. He wanted payment. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. You know me. <laughs> you keep saying you no, know I me. I really appreciated church music today. That was a good time. I appreciate you. You reached out to me, and um, being a uh, fellow worship pastor, we were able to talk about a lot of stuff. And uh, really, as I was going through seminary, you just really kind of put legs to some of the things I was learning um, just to be able to talk to somebody else. Sometimes in ministry, it's easy to kind of get uh, isolated. Yeah. And um, and so I really appreciated you reaching out to me. And we, you know, became better friends. I mean, we were acquaintances at Westland, but, right. you know, as we uh, started talking there, and you were at a church in my home county. Um, so That's right. So we had some mutual things it's, just, it's a good time it really it really helped form me really in some ways with uh um just thinking about worship ministry and ministry in general yeah it's still out there churchmusictoday.wordpress.com and uh little wordpress yeah we actually bought the domain name churchmusictoday.com and uh, but i don't renew that anymore but it's still there and uh, years of articles are on there and this website was geared toward uh, helping and assisting part-time volunteer and bivocational worship leaders in the local church, uh, taking our giftedness and time as full-time ministers and, and sharing that with those who did not have that time or did not have the resources to keep up with things. So I think it was very successful, and that's kind of why we're doing the podcast today is to just get the word out about uh, being more Christ-like, sharing Christ, being evangelistic, growing in discipleship and worship, and talking all things church and just keeping the conversation going. And that's why we have you on today. And we, again, appreciate you taking the time to be on with us. And today we want to talk about just an overall theme or a discussion of what it means to be a leader in a church and not be a senior pastor. So basically, uh, you are a pastoral staff member in a church, but you are not the senior pastor. How do you lead when you're not technically in charge of it all? That's kind of the the talking point for today and where we'll kind of spin off from and get back to from time to time. So I'm going to let Brandon kind of open us up with the question for you, Zach, and then we'll just get the discussion rolling. Okay, sound good? 
Sounds good. All right. And that sounds awesome. All right, Zach. So for our listeners that don't know you uh, very well, and this being their first time meeting you, let's uh, ask the question for you to define your role in the church that you currently are at. Well, I'm the worship pastor at Corinth, and my main responsibility is, is to help lead us in, in worship. And, you know, I believe in, in congregational worship. Uh, I believe in, um, you know, scripture focus. So we, I try to lead uh, songs that um, will um, just emphasize what the pastor's preaching. Uh, we try to have, you know, one main theme on Sunday. Um, but that, and through that, I really believe, you know, Colossians three sixteen seventeen is a huge verse that, um, that I believe really informs our worship. Um, just talking about how we're to, um, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and washing one another. And there's the whole one another aspect in all, um, um, just, uh, honoring Christ uh, through that. So I think there's a, there's a one another aspect. That, that's really what the main thing is, but I'm also a pastor on staff, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's visits, whether it's, um, hospital, whether it's, um, anything really is what people need. Um, um, I'm here's a support staff. Um, and so as well. So, so do you feel as though your church family that, uh, called you to serve in that capacity at Corinth in London, Kentucky, do you think they see you on a majority as a pastor first of a specific area, or are you seen on the majority as a worship leader or choir director in the church? I believe I'm seen as a worship pastor. Um, I think there's a kind of a, you know, as my pastor came in, you know, we're in a kind of time transition as a church and um, he really did a good job of setting the stage um, with uh, what it means really to be a worship pastor, what what the church, you know, um, uh, would want, would need in that area. And so that it's more than just singing songs or picking hymns. It's, you know, thinking about, you know, how do you disciple people uh, through the songs you sing? Um, how, what's the songs that are going to really resonate with people, you know, when they're on their deathbed? What are the songs that are going to resonate when they're in, the, you know, a crisis or on the mountaintop even? Um, just that it's not just a um, just pick a few songs kind of job, but it's a the job that um, is really just to point to Christ and, and help people find their, their joy, their identity through Him. So... You talk about working closely with the pastor. Uh, You say your church will see you as a worship leader first, probably. Um, Does your pastor see you as more than a worship leader? Yeah, yeah. And this would probably be, this would probably go for the other pastoral staff members as well. But you work. Or full time pastors. Uh huh. And our pastor's, you know, very humble about that. He'll get up a lot of times and say that, you know, I'm. You know, Andrew, one of the pastors here at Corinth Baptist Church, and which is a great example um, for us and makes it a joy to kind of serve along with him. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're all seen as, as a pastoral staff. And So do you find that there's a struggle whenever it comes to your time balance there? Well, I, mean, I think that the church has done a good job of giving us all, dis- I mean, distinct roles um, and things, but they they do overlap in some ways. And I... I you know, I, I don't really feel a whole lot of uh, tug when it comes to time uh, like that. Um, they've given us this time to do what they, you know, they, they, you know, we haven't been given a lot of multiple roles. I've served as a, 
you know, a dual role before those type of things. And so I'm, I'm mainly focusing on leading the, the, the gathering on, on Sunday. Um, but I mean, there are like, like I said, all the people under my care, whether it's, uh, your choir or worship team or band members, you know, checking in on them, those type of things. Um, you know, there's a lot of that in the week too, but, um, but it's, I, it's I interesting think, to think that your pastor gets up in front of the church sometimes and says, I'm one of the pastors when in fact he is a senior pastor of that church. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and he, he, the, uh, sometimes you may hear the phrase, the buck stops here. Like mm-hmm. if stuff comes back to the pastor's desk, he is the one that has to make certain decisions and lead in a particular way, but the door is opened. I'm assuming for input from you and the other pastoral staff there when it comes to church wide decisions or issues. Uh, so, so what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately he's the one, um, you know, God's put in charge of the shepherd of this, this, sta- this staff, this church, this, um, this community of faith, but um, he's, you know, very, very good at uh, allowing us just to, you know, he'll ask us questions. What do we think about this? Yesterday we were playing a prayer service and he's asking me for my input on it. Um, asking what, how to, how should we, uh, you know, make this prayer service, not just one where you just do the same thing the whole time, but, you know, get people up and, and going around the room to pray, maybe um, use different elements in it. And so um, he's was active in that and seeking out my, um, input for that. And so I, I really, I, I'm grateful for that. I know it's not always the case. You discussed with us this, a lot of roles that you have in this church, um, but you're also uh, a person too. You have a personal life outside of the church. So do you find that difficult to, uh, to balance church and life? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the biggest, uh, I think struggles that ministers have is because our, you know, our life, our faith, our family, you know, you know, everything is really hub. It's the hub is, is at the church um, because you've got, you know, your family comes there uh, with you on Sundays and other times when we have activities. And, um, you know, whenever you're listening to Christian music as a worship pastor, um, is it for your own edification or is it for like, you know, well, this song would be good for the congregation. Right. It would teach this. To, and so it's, so there's a there's a if you don't if you're not careful you can never really be off you know you can be on vacation and you're listening to music that you're you just easily flip over into work mode like you yeah know, let me gonna, let me take this uh, uh, discipleship book that we're going to start when I get back from vacation let me take it and just yeah. kind of study while I'm there with my family right and so they're turning the brain off the hard thing which you know I don't know if, um, some people would say I maybe turn my brain off too much but. Um, but really, your you know, your wife doesn't count there. We're talking <laughs> definitely a struggle. Like try to you know just consciously you know, um, and and I'm, I don't always do a good job of that. Um, that's that's something sure. that I need to do better. What about uh, pastoral staff meetings? Mm-hmm. Do you find as though the pastoral staff at, at your church um, have a voice and it's an open conversation with, with church-wide issues or ministries, or are there times, or or does your pastor work with you on a one-on-one basis for those things when he says, I need to talk to you about this and talk to you about that, Is mm-hmm. it, or is it more so that an open conversation? 
usually, I mean, we have staff meetings um, generally on Mondays. Um, it's a little, little hairier during the summer just because everybody is so many different places, whether we're at camp or we're on vacations or at conferences or uh, any host of things. Uh, but um, typically, I mean, and I think it's just different. Every senior pastor has a different way of, you know, communicating. But, you know, my our senior pastor, he, a lot of times he'll meet with us individually and kind of work through things, talk through things. But then we'd mm-hmm. all, we'll also talk as a group about – how this is going to affect the whole, you know, how this is going to affect the, you know, the church. And, um, Have you ever you been know, at a church where you've experienced uh, power struggles with pastoral staff members? Um, power struggles. Um, not fully, I, 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 don't, I don't think. Um, I think we, I've generally been, I mean, I've been blessed. I, I've served on three full-time staff before that about, you know, two or three churches as a, you know, a part-time person before I started full-time ministry. And, and um, most of my ministry, I've had really good staff relationships. And I know that's not, that's an, not a, um, you know, sadly not a common thing right. as much anymore. Um, but I've been very blessed. So uh, kind of hard to speak on that some, but um, not, not really. Um, I've, you know, I've had good friendships with pastors, and so that's that's helped. You know, um, and I think one of the biggest things is is respect. Um, all three of the pastors that I served at full time ministry, whether we agreed on everything, they taught the word, and they were faithful to, you know, to preach the word and those type of things. So that really was it, it's easier to follow somebody, you know, whenever they're they're doing that, um, and you know that they're they're seeking, you know, and they're and they're people too, you know, they sure they're they're just like us. They're you know all of us are. Are, are fallible. We all have things that are, you know, maybe more important to us than they are somebody else, and, mm-hmm. and we can get ourselves in the way. And I was thinking, um, one thing is that I think as a staff person, um, trying to help, you know, being, um, you know, I'm by no means a humble person. I, I know when I look at my life, you know, um, so often, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to seek humility, but so many times it's this, this guy's pride. But I really, really believe that, you know, thinking about that it's not about me and it's not about um, the pastor. It's not about anybody else. It's about the church, about God's church. And how do we, you know, bestow one another? We have to take the, the mind of Christ as he had in Philippians 2, just that we, you know, it's not out of rivalry, you know. I, I just, I want to serve, you know, I want to serve my pastor well. I want to make sure that he, um, can accomplish what God's called him here uh, to do. What's something that a church member uh, or an everyday average layperson could do that when you would consider helpful in your ministry? I think just being willing to serve and not looking for, you know, um, you know, to be coaxed into it or, you know, the things just be, be praying about how can I serve and how can I jump into the mission? You know, um, you know, there's just easy things. I can think of like as a worship pastor, you know, on Sunday mornings, I forget to change batteries sometimes just because I'm thinking about every other thing. And just, just you know, people seeing those things that, you know, that, that they could do that are just even just the very simplest of tasks, just, just, just jumping in, be, just have that heart of service like that. You know, it's about it's about the, the you know, the gospel. It's about Jesus. Um, we're all working together. Uh, just just be quick to serve quick to jump in. Um, I think as, as uh, pastors in today's world, a lot of times we're, we're real cognizant on the fact that people don't have a lot of time. You know, time's a huge resource. Um, and 
um, we want to make that as simple as possible and don't want to, you know, for me, I, I hesitate to ask some things sometimes and because I'm, you know, uh, wanting to be thoughtful of the other person's time. But whenever, I guess, whenever a volunteer or someone has time and they, and they want to serve, just, uh, you know, even approach us as well. Um, don't wait for us to, to approach them if they feel a need, see a need, sense a need. Yeah. I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, as pastors, we are um, called to equip the church to do ministry and to lead yeah. them properly. And from the senior pastor down through uh, the other pastoral staff, there's no particular quote unquote hierarchy. Uh, but we are all called to equip our church people and to work alongside of them and to lead them well, to teach them and train them to do the ministry that they are called to do as members of the body that you uh, serve in and belong to and worship together in. And from discipleship to evangelism, through worship, through all those things that, that you're doing as ministers, the go uh, for you uh, Zach and your pastoral team and every pastoral team out there is to lead well and lead and you lead well by leading biblically. So that's the challenge that we all have as pastors and ministers and even as church members to do the work and to do what we want uh, is not always the preference. What we should be doing is the biblical purpose of God through the ways that we minister. Zach, it's been awesome having you on the show. I, I know that you listen to every episode, and so oh, yeah. we, so we're gonna like quiz you on our last simple. episode. This is gonna be good. <laughs> so, to, what was the title of the last here. episode, Zach? What was the title? Oh man, you can't Google I don't know, it. You, you did a two part on evangelism. I know that. Oh my goodness, was that was yeah. good. Okay, I never. Okay, you pass. I never thought that you would have gotten that. So. It doesn't mean he listened. He just looked the, at the uh, uh, iTunes podcast app real quick. But, uh, Zach, thank you for being on with us this week on this episode of the Mission Great Commission podcast. Lots of love to you and your family and your ministry out there in London, Kentucky. Appreciate it, man. Good to talk to you.